This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome. It's uh, Tuesday, 6 June, the year of Lord 2023, uh, 79th anniversary or commemoration of the landing, Normandy landings, uh, which we've been commemorating all day. Um, we have work to do here. I want to bring in Aiden Johnson from the Gun Owners of America. He's director of federal programs. This outrage that's still, and remember, there's still massive controversy around this um, debt ceiling bill. And, um, you know, part of it is not just the lies and misrepresentations in the bill, but the spending about what was done and what's not done. Uh, we're going to play um, O'Donnell uh, last night on MSNBC, had the negotiating team from um, the White House. It's it's really humiliating when you see it. I mean, they're just smirking, laughing, gloating, because this was a complete and total debacle and uh, unsatisfactory. Even, I would say, almost as bad as elements of the bill is what we find out now behind the scenes of the extortion of what leadership did to threaten people to, to, to vote yes on the bill, but also not to, to, to vote yes on the rule that actually got the bill to the floor, particularly as a closed bill that nobody could give amendments to. And 39 patriots, um, excuse me, 29 patriots stood up to that, the, the original 20 plus another nine. And we know from Congressman and Andrew Clyde, uh, the great CB commander, that he's been working on this pistol brace bill since the beginning. Uh, and they extorted him. They said, if you vote for this, we're taking it off. And he says, well, how can you do that? You can't use uh, people's constitutional rights as a bargaining chip. You know, the, this bill, what I believe about this rule is totally separate from my work I've done about this bill. And this bill is urgent. It needs to come now. And they said, no, it's still not back up. That's what we're bringing Aiden Johnson on. Aiden, uh, from the Gun Owners of America's perspective, put it, we've heard from Clyde, and obviously heard from all our audience, but put in perspective exactly what we're talking about. How big an issue is this? Because we're out in the hinterland. I mean, for our audience and other people in MAGA, it's like their number one or two priority. Uh, what say you, sir? Absolutely. Last week at midnight, Joe Biden banned up to 40 million pistols. And as of right now, unless you're covered by one of the court injunctions, which only apply to the plaintiffs in the case, then the Biden administration could kick in your door and take the gun that you bought last year or 10 years ago uh, with a background check at a gun store and say, that's an illegal short barrel rifle. You're going to jail under this new rule. And what Congress hasn't voted yet, this went into effect last week. They've missed their deadline. Uh, this is totally unacceptable that that it's the the ban went into effect at the same time as the debt ceiling. The debt ceiling was used apparently uh, against Representative Andrew Clyde, um, and he voted his conscience. And we fully support his right to vote his conscience on any issue. Uh, and and now we're not seeing a vote in the House of Representatives. There's nothing on the schedule um, to to block the Biden administration from banning 40 million guns. That's just outrageous. 
Walk back through it. Walk back through the Biden, what they did, and uh, and and why this puts people in jeopardy. I want to make sure people say, "Oh, this is another conspiracy theory." These guys are always run around with their hair on fire. Go, be specific. Tell us exactly what happened. When did they do it? And how does this expose uh, people to? Because uh, these penalties are severe. What ten years in a federal prison, a substantial fine, plus you lose your gun rights forever. Uh, I mean, this is about as big a hammer as as I've seen. This is really a death penalty for someone that believes in Second Amendment rights, essentially. So, so walk us through that. It all began back uh, during the Obama administration when what's called a pistol brace was invented and approved by the ATF. It's designed to let you shoot a firearm with one hand if you were disabled. It was originally designed for a wounded combat veteran. And this device uh, has been sold legally at gun stores for the last 10 years uh, with the approval of the federal government. But then when Joe Biden took office, he examined all of the options, every way he could possibly attack the Second Amendment, as many guns uh, as he could ban with an executive order he wanted to. And that's why the ATF initiated what's called the Biden pistol ban. And they said that these uh, pistol-braced weapons are actually illegal short-barreled rifles under this archaic National Firearms Act from 1934. And And they said you have until June 1st to register them with the federal government, to destroy them, to turn them into the ATF, or to rebuild them so they're now handicap inaccessible. Those are completely unconstitutional uh, options. They're total violation of your rights. And that ban went into effect uh, on, on June 1st, just last week. Now, Gun Owners of America filed a lawsuit to enjoin uh, the ATF from enforcing this rule nationwide. The state of Texas was another plaintiff in our case. We had the Texas Attorney General. And the courts did enjoin this rule, but only for GOA members. So it doesn't apply nationwide. Uh, It does apply if you are a uh, dues-paying member of Gun Owners of America, but that's not good enough. That's exactly why Congress needs to take a vote, because every gun owner has a right to a pistol-braced weapon, and they have no authority to be banning these, especially without Congress passing a law. So Congress needs to get involved here, and they need to have some actual oversight. And instead, we haven't seen anything yet. We've seen the worst. I mean, quite frankly, they took this away because of the vote. I'll get in a second. It, it, call me cynical, um, but isn't the reason they're so focused on this, or one of the key reasons they're so focused on this pistol brace, and, they're, and particularly the demonizing people and say you're going to be criminals, is that the huge influx we've had over the past couple of years, uh, particularly with uh, with Biden in office, of of women uh, really coming and, and, and starting to become gun, gun owners and wanting to learn how to handle the weapon and also m- more young people coming. So it's a whole demographic shift uh, in gun owners, which is just not a bunch of uh, guys or hunters or, or people that traditionally have been very fond of, of guns and their weapons. But you're seeing an entirely new, uh, an entirely new uh, demographic, and particularly the fact they say up to 40 million uh, pistol braces, that this pistol brace makes it easier for, for a woman. Is that one of the... Is that one of the cynical reasons you think that Biden uh, in, in this uh, illegitimate regime are trying to demonize and, uh, and weaponize this? Support for gun control is falling, as you said. I think the fastest growing uh, demographic of gun owners is young black women. People are overwhelmingly going out for the last few years and purchasing firearms, not for hunting, not for sport, but for self-defense. In a country where crime is on the rise, where riots happen every summer, uh, seemingly, people want to defend themselves. They want to defend their families and their loved ones. And that's why they're buying firearms. And if you're disabled, then you might need something like a pistol brace. 
Now, Biden has, is trying to do everything he can to ban pistols by an executive order because he cannot get it through Congress. Uh, no matter how many times Pelosi, uh, Nancy Pelosi held a vote on an assault weapons ban as Speaker of the House, Chuck Schumer never brought it to a vote in the, in the Senate, and that's because there are not the votes for an assault weapons ban. Yet here we have the executive branch unilaterally banning 40 million firearms. Uh, Aiden, uh, how outrageous, I mean, your, your membership are, are, are people that truly believe in the Second Amendment, right? And, and how tough it is. On, the Second Amendment is a tough one to work, as you know. Um, and it's getting tougher every day because they're maniacally obsessed. Hey, let's just cut to the chase. They're maniacally obsessed about taking people's right to defend themselves away from it. That's what they want to do. Um, how outrageous is it to your membership to know that the leadership of the Republican Party, who I'm, I'm sure most of your membership supports, actually is using this, their constitutional rights, and quite frankly, their freedom, the, 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 the no jail time, no fine, and no taking their gun rights away for forever in perpetuity. How outrageous did your membership find the fact that we're even having this discussion, that you've got to come on here today, and we're actually demanding, as the worm has demanded since uh, Andrew Clyde uh, told us about this last week, that we feature this every day, that, that we actually have to spend time, money, and effort to get the Republicans in leadership to do what is the morally right thing to do, sir? If the reports are true, then this is exactly why our members send people like me and, and my coworkers to Washington, D.C., because you cannot treat our Second Amendment rights like a bargaining chip. Uh, the debt ceiling has absolutely nothing to do with gun rights or the Second Amendment. These are our God-given, our natural human right to self-defense that we're talking about. And it has no business being used as a, as a piece of leverage to force a member of Congress to violate their conscience and vote a different way on a bill. Uh, Congressman Clyde asked us, he warned us that this might be the case prior to his vote, and we told him, vote your conscience, because that's why you were elected. That is your job. And anyone that is trying to strong arm another member of Congress or force them to violate that uh, that right and, and, and switch their vote on an issue, that's absolutely immoral. And, and, and 100% that is why uh, Gunners of America is, is here. We have to hold these members accountable. They cannot be allowed to do this to our bill sponsor, Representative Clyde. And that is not the way um, that our Second Amendment rights deserve to be treated. By the way, the number is 202-225-3121. Now it's best to call in the morning, but make sure you make your call. And call the local office, too, if you go to uh, warroom.org and Grace Chung, uh, the Queen of the Trolls, and Captain Bannon have put up all the contact information including, I think, the local offices, too. After you call them on Capitol Hill, call their local office. Your representative said, hey, this is unacceptable. We need to see that back on the calendar immediately. No happy talk, no more negotiating, no, no more uh, prevaricating. Um, how do people find out more about gun owners? How do they find out if they want to become a member or not? Go to gunowners.org and uh, join us. You can become a member. Uh, you can just sign up for our email action alert list and, and we will write you alerts and we'll let you know when Congress is uh, messing around with your rights, when people in leadership are not holding a vote on something that they ought to be voting on. Um, that's the, the best way to get in contact with us. You can also follow us on social media, but I wouldn't trust big tech uh, to guarantee that you're gonna hear all of the important news like this about your second amendment rights. Okay, brother. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. 
Okay, let's get uh, if we can get up uh, Dave Clements now. Let's go ahead and uh, and get up Dave. Uh, let's get up Dave Clements. Dave, take it from the top. Just go back through what you told me. I want to make sure people understand something. The Charlie Kirk efforts and these efforts are absolutely essential. And what Dave Clements is saying, hey, we have to have a two prong approach in this. We got to confront DHS and these other uh, local. We got to make sure this is on the front burner and totally exposed as we get into the business ourselves. I mean, we're we're going to be in the business. The 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 whole understanding of harvesting and ballot harvesting and, and the legal side of it is what these great groups are doing right now and going to put through a massive effort because we can't just play the old game of of voter registration and get out the vote. We have to do that too, but we got to get as sophisticated and as cunning as the Democrats. But there's one big, there's one big um, thing that we have to deal with, and that is this. Dave, go ahead and take it away. Yeah, so I don't want to diminish the enthusiasm for anyone that wants to beat the Democrats at their own game. But there's a technical side of this. And if we don't pour a foundation, you know, and, and set that slab, we're building this house on sinking sand and people need to understand that. Um, so when we look at the complexity of ballot harvesting, each state presents different challenges. Some states, you have to opt out to not even receive a mail-in ballot. So California, Oregon, Washington, Utah, the deck is stacked. So I'm not saying don't try to do something to present cracks in the system to have a fighting chance, but know that the deck is stacked against you. Um, but it's, it's quite simple when you start looking at the architecture, input to output on how integrated the software is, the voter registration rules, the poll books, and on-speed, on-demand, uh, high-speed ballot printing are all fully integrated. So the Democrats and, and rhinos have the ability to monitor real-time election data and inflate voter rolls and tie that to phantom ballots, create them literally out of thin air and harvest those. Now, in some areas, they will pre-fill the ballots uh, like we saw in uh, New York and drive hundreds of thousands of ballots down to Pennsylvania. That can be done, but that's illegal, by the way. Those weren't Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania ballots. Those were filled out under fraudulent means and delivered. So Republicans aren't going to have a game plan to combat something like that. That's that nefarious. Um, but the proofs that I mentioned this morning are, are many. Uh, one of the things that we showed right off the bat is that uh, if we can get image number two, a memorandum. And this memorandum you'll find in most states across the country. It's an agreement between the Center for Internet Security and most secretaries of state. This is an example of one I got out of New Mexico. I've received a similar agreement out of California. I've received another one out of South Dakota. We're seeing these everywhere. And what we're seeing here is the ability for CIS, or a, a private NGO that's partnered with the Department of Homeland Security, have unfettered access to monitor all of the election data that's being transmitted, disseminated on election day and before. So they, they effectively have a scorecard to see how Republicans are doing across the country. Now, most clerks downstream aren't aware of what's going on here. And what's being deployed through this agreement is a thing called Albert Sensors. And the Albert Sensors were effectively um, created under the Obama administration to basically prepare Hillary and many others to steal elections going forward. That's the architect. So now they can monitor our elections. Now the question is, do they have a hammer? Do they have an ability to exploit the information that they're reading leading up to election day during early voting? And the answer is yes. 
if you can give me image uh, number nine, which is a map of um, the country and certain vendors that are out there that have centralized software, you'll find that there's a couple companies. No Ink, Vpro, they recently had a merger. Look at the coverage here over the United States. You have another company called 10X, another company called VR Systems. And if you look at the suite of, of products, the ecosystem of election management software solutions, this is all integrated into one place. So now, with the blessing of the Department of Homeland Security, you can see uh, all kinds of irregularities that have manifested across the country. I showed you earlier this morning uh, some automation and spikes of daily registrations in my home state where we performed eight full forensic audits. Uh, so if we can give me image uh, number uh, five, and this is an example. This is an example of daily registrations in Bernalillo County. That's Albuquerque. It's an urban area. It's uh, dominated by Democrats. Now compare that with the county right next to it. This is Torrance County. This is rural. This is MAGA country. If you'll notice that on the same dates, at the same times, you see spikes for to basically inflate the voter registration rule. This is automated. This is not done, you know, this is not done by natural means. And to underscore this point, I'm now going to show you a picture of 12 County, which is the next picture. And you'll see that it's the same exact spikes. The only difference here is that there's an adjustment for population. So this is what we're up against. So when you see your voter rolls artificially inflated, and yes, they can also be purged and artificially deflated, you have to understand that these voter rolls are fully integrated with ballot printing. And so these people can actually create um, a, a phantom ballot out of thin air and start casting them in the digital space. And I wanna impress this point as strong as I can. What's going on in the machines is what optimizes the environment for ballot stuff. It's the ballot stuffing. The ballot stuffing is basically the paper trail where you're trying to more or less match what's happened in the machines, in the software. And unless Republicans get hip to that game and understand that this is how we're being attacked, we're not serious about improving the terrain for, for Donald Trump's uh, victory in 2024. And this is critical because this is basically the area of, of attack uh, that we just really have to get our heads around. So I would love to work with all the folks that have the ambitions to compete with the Democrats, but you can't out-harvest a high-speed ballot printing device. Okay, number one, uh, we definitely were already committed to hooking you up with the Charlie Kirk group because they're going to be the tip of the spear in this, and they got to hear your briefing ASAP, so we'll make sure that we, we take care of that. But DHS, you know, we had today, uh, you were on the morning show, and in, 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 in a couple segments before you, we had uh, Congressman Luna, Anna Polina Luna, in about oversight. And there's a huge fight. They're going to, she says on Thursday, they're going to bring to the floor a contempt. And she said it's going to be criminal contempt of Ray uh, about holding back evidence, uh, holding back the whistleblowers, everything, uh, on a place that clearly has the oversight of, of the executive branch. On DHS, and we're going to have, by the way, stories are breaking, uh, breaking today about how people are infuriated by this app that DHS has put out. And so we know they're going to be called up to Capitol Hill to, to answer for that. Why? Are there no hearings on this right now? Why, why have we not brought up DHS instead of going out to all the different counties and jurisdictions? 
why have we not gone to the railhead and brought up DHS, particularly since this guy Wolf is all the time, he went to the Oval Office, told Trump is the most secure ever. Uh, I think he testified at J6, at the J6 hearings, if I remember correctly, is the most secure in the history. He's, uh, goes to, he gets invited to conservative conferences. I see him all the time talking about it's the most conservative. Why are we not having this now come forward in closed session if it's classified, in an open session if it's not, so the American people can see and back up uh, uh, what you're talking about? Do you think it would back it up, or do you think one of the reasons they're not doing it and people in Capitol Hill that know, that know this and understand it think that maybe you're off the mark? Well, I, I know what our experts have produced, and so we're not guessing here. We've we've evaluated over 400 cast vote records across the country that show an impossible manipulation of votes. We're seeing illegal procedures. I think the problem here is that there's a vested interest from the swamp to not investigate the very machinery that allowed them to get in. And so I think many of them actually know just how vulnerable these systems are. In fact, you can find countless hours of tape of Hillary Clinton Amy Klobuchar, um, Kamala Harris, and everyone else talking about the very issues that I'm talking about. And they had experts from the Atlantic Council, a globalist regime. And interestingly enough, as soon as Biden was installed, what happened to those experts? Someone put them in a broom cupboard. We haven't heard from them. And we don't hear the refrain from Democrats and even some Republicans on how vulnerable these systems are. So both can't be true. We have the experts, we've analyzed the data, I think what we're dealing with here is a civil war between different intelligence agencies within the Department of Homeland Security, and they don't want this evidence to come forward. And I think the reason why they don't want it to come forward is they don't want Trump back. I, I mean, that, there's your, your straightforward answer. You got people like DeSantis that never talks about machines that will actually buddy up with attorneys from Dominion. And the obvious answer is that he needs those machines. He needs this rigged software to defeat Trump during a primary. And if we can prop up someone like Biden, who is not all there, uh, Ron DeSantis actually will stand a very, very decent chance of prevailing from, uh, from a standpoint of using machines and devices that facilitate fraud. That's his only chance. So you've got a lot of rhinos out there that are completely fine with the election system as is. The question is, are we, as we the people, as MAGA, willing so, to do so the work hang to, hang on, to help Because Trump? I want to make sure... You, 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 you... We'll talk. Let's leave that aside for a second. Don't you feel that you you're spinning off, or you can spin off quite easily into a conspiracy so vast, and then people start saying, "I mean, because now." And I realize I, I I am adamant in the fact that Ron DeSantis is controlled by the the big money donors, the Ken Griffins, etc. It's one of the reasons his his campaign I don't think is really caught taking traction because it really doesn't get to the heart of MAGA. He always pulls his punches. One of the reasons he pulls his punches is that uh, the Ken Griffins of the world are in charge of it. But are you also saying that there, there are elements of the Republican Party and the Republican establishment that are comfortable with this? And, that, and, and do, can you point to any specific evidence that backs up that assertion that establishment Republicans or Republicans are in the system uh, actually don't have a problem with this, with the, the way it's structured right now? Yes, Steve. I mean, look at this. The latest Rasmussen poll shows that 80% of Republicans do not trust our current election system. When you actually look at the representation that we have in Washington, you don't see 80% of the Republicans standing up for the American people. 
Furthermore, you got 64% of independents that feel the same way, and Democrats are actually approaching 50%. So a clear majority of Americans are in lockstep with their common sense on what they've seen over the past election cycles. Uh, so it's not an indictment against me because you know we, we've got senators and congressmen that are too busy to solve the problem. It's actually an indictment against them. Um, I don't speculate. So when I talk about cash vote record summaries, we show the quantitative proof of manipulation. They don't want to address those issues. They want to sweep it away and deal with Band-Aid fixes. They want to talk about voter ID. That's fine. It's important. They want to talk about voter registration. What I'm showing you is, is proof of automation through backdoor software that is being leveraged by the Department of Homeland Security. It's not conspiratorial because we showed you evidence of automation in my state. We've done the work in Hawaii where we found 75,000 backdated, you know, basically false registrations that were put in the system. And then lately we, we investigated Broward County with uh, the work of Chris Dursky that shows that voter IDs are being bifurcated and creating false addresses that basically deploy phantom ballots. Like we're not making this up. We, we can defend our work. So this isn't about conspiracies, but you know, the thing that drives me crazy about the whole thing about conspiracies is as, as a prosecutor, I used to prove criminal conspiracies all the time. All it is is a shared agreement to carry out a task. That's all a conspiracy is. And to, to think that the swamp doesn't have a shared purpose in seeing that Donald Trump not be reelected for a third time. I mean, I just don't know what to tell you. I mean, you're seeing this and now all these uh, all these rhino candidates that are that are coming up out of nowhere. Uh, Dave, uh, and I want to make sure you, we plug you into the Charlie Kirk team. We're going to plug you into people on Capitol Hill to make sure you can brief people while you're around. I want to thank you for staying over. Give your site all your coordinates of how people get to you and particularly get this presentation you just made. Sure. You can find me on Truth at Professor David Clements, and you can find me on Twitter at the Prof's Record. That's P-R-O-F-S Record, the Prof's Record. Thanks, Steve. Okay, uh, Professor, a great job. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for uh, for changing your travel plans to do this uh, actually in the war room. Okay, we're going to take a short commercial break. We're going to come back. There is on the 79th commemoration of the anniversary of the landing in uh, Normandy, a uh, another war is breaking out and metastasizing on the Eurasian landmass. Rebecca Koffler will join us next with the entire update, not just of what's happening in Ukraine, but the metastas the spreading of this war into the Balkans, Serbia, and Kosovo. All next in the war room. Well, Congress once again allowed itself to be pushed into appeasing the administration and raising the death ceiling for the 79th time, paving the way for continued reckless spending and further devaluation of the U.S. dollar. As our national debt continues to skyrocket, how are you protecting your savings? Times like these are a great reminder to diversify a portion of your savings into gold. And you can do that with the help of Birch Gold. Here's the easiest way to do it. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. As BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa band together against the dollar, more and more central banks are diversifying. You know what they're buying. Gold. Follow their lead. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. 
for your free info kit on gold. There's no obligation, just information. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers, Birch Gold can help protect your savings, too. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. Do it today. Follow the central banks of the BRICS. Take action, 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 and take that action today. Are you tired of progressive corporations and exhausted trying to keep up with all the virtue signaling when you're simply trying to buy products? Progressive corporate America continues to push messaging that further alienates conservative Americans, all while eroding the future of the American dream. It's prominent all over the country. Companies like Starbucks strong-arming their customers to support abortion. Financial services like PayPal canceling customers for their political views. Makeup companies like Maybelline making a mockery of women by supporting transgender models. And beer companies like Bud Light forcing gender ideology on you when all you want is to enjoy a cold beer. Thankfully, we don't have to fund these companies any longer with our hard-earned dollars. With Public Square, we now have a solution. It's simple. Join the movement of millions of patriotic Americans who love truth, our country, and our Constitution at publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public Square is an app and website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses from all different industries that share your value for life, family, and freedom. Whether you're looking to buy coffee, find a new athletic clothing that knows what a woman is, and shop for clean skin care, or simply find a new restaurant in your community that won't lecture you about your political views. PublicSQ.com is your resource. Public Square also offers discounts to many high-quality businesses on the platform so that you can actually receive incentive for spending money with companies that don't hate you. Public Square is free to join as consumer or a business owner, and you can get started today at PublicSQ.com. Remember, either as a consumer or a business owner. Download the app now. That's publicsq.com, publicsq.com. In my younger days, I was a naval officer on a destroyer. In fact, I was the A-gang officer in charge of all the engineering systems that were not main propulsion. And one of those was air purification. And I can tell you the standards of the United States Navy are second to none. If all home air purifiers are the same, why did the U.S. Department of Defense select EnviroCleanse to protect and purify the air on board our Navy ships? Because EnviroCleanse advanced mineral technology goes beyond ordinary HEPA filters to destroy airborne illness causing cold and flu viruses, including COVID. EnviroCleanse is the new science in air purification, and now you can order one for your home. This is how you help stop colds and flus from taking your whole family down. This is how you destroy allergy and flaming toxins and mold from the air your family breathes. In fact, this hospital-grade technology is so powerful that it promises far fewer colds and allergies and better sleep. Visit ekpure.com. That's ekpure.com. And use the code STEVE for 10% off your EnviroCleanse home purification unit. You also receive a free air quality monitor, plus fast, free shipping. That's $150 savings right there. That's ekpure.com, code Steve. ekpure.com, 
Code Steve. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Um, it is the 79th commemoration of what they call the longest day. And we've gone through the day and talked about it. We're also make sure this kicks off really this, what, two-month-long Battle of Normandy, uh, which they thought was going to be over much quicker than it was. Remember, all the first-day objectives for coming off the beach never happened. They thought they'd be miles inland and taking towns and hamlets. That didn't happen. They barely got off the beach at the end of the first day, uh, particularly in Omaha Beach. So it was a, uh, a you know, 10,000, I think the Allies combined 10 to 12,000 casualties. And there been a lot of controversy about that. People think its number may actually be much, much higher. But let's say this was slaughter pen. Um, what we're seeing now is, and I can't, that's why I asked Rebecca Koffer come on, who's an expert. You know, Raheem and myself and others, but we keep going through what's being reported and all the blog sites. It's, it's quite confusing. Uh, George Orwell had a great book called uh, Homage to Catalonia, which I think is his most powerful book about the Spanish Civil War. And he actually has a, a, a quote in there that says, when he got there, he realized that things that are reported, towns that have been shelled, uh, expeditions that have been done, uh, people have been saved, heroes there. It was all made up. When he got there, he said much of what had been reported in the Western press at the time was propaganda, you know, from 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 both sides. That uh, many of the things that were reported to happen never happened at all. So Rebecca Koffler joins us. Rebecca, first off, and one of our big fears is, uh, and and you saw this even in the budget fight, this debt ceiling fight. Uh, the Senate gets it, and the Senate says it's got to be a supplemental. We got to, we want to put, we're going to prove it and put a pin in two pins. Number one, the first pin is supplemental defense. Another pin is supplemental on Ukraine. I think McCarthy came out and already said there's not going to be a supplemental on defense. He already, I think, ruled that out last night. I don't believe he said anything about Ukraine. This is supposed to be the time of the big spring offensive. Can you just put, because I think for people that are watching, are watching, and particularly, you know, Raheem, myself, Pasovic, we see a war that's metastasizing. We see a war, you know, you, they're having hits inside of Moscow. There's things, partisan groups on the border. We're seeing now Kosovo and Serbia. And, and, and Raheem says, well, they're not interconnected. I said, hey, it's the <laughs> there's a war in the Ukraine. Now, next thing you know, the Balkans is lighting up. That's how World War I started. So just walk us through. Give us your assessment of this, in, on, uh, this fabled, renowned spring offensive. Where are we in this thing? Well, first of all, uh, Steve, uh, my assessment is that there's a permanent war right now in Europe on the European peninsula. And as you correctly pointed out, the uh, Russia-Ukraine conflict has metastasized beyond the immediate battlefield in Ukraine. Regarding the offensive, the Ukrainian offensive has lost its momentum before it actually has begun. Why is that? It is because uh, Ukrainians, despite their valiant uh, fighting, their, uh, their will to fight that they have exhibited, they don't have enough weaponry to um, amass, you know, a, a traditional large-scale counteroffensive, the way that most people think about uh, counteroffensives, right? Why do they not have enough uh, weaponry? It's because um, it trickles down uh, to the Ukrainians, but President Biden 
um, although he has promised a lot, they don't get it in the numbers that they actually need. Why is that? Because Biden's entire strategy is virtue signaling. He wants to show that he's doing something, having slept through his intelligence briefings. And as you know, I'm a former DIA intelligence officer and Biden was the vice president during the Obama's presidency when he wanted to do uh, a reset with Russia, despite the fact that there was every single signpost that we had, every piece of intelligence uh, about what Putin was preparing to do. So no, they don't have enough weaponry uh, to uh, launch this counteroffensive, but okay. what they're doing right now is... Hang on, hang on, before you go there. Yes. People, I can already tell you, people's heads, people's heads are blowing up. We have massive shortages here in the United States for our own defense, and, and, and the Secretary of Navy says, hey, we're not going to have enough ammunition uh, and weaponry to defend the South China Sea and the Straits of Taiwan because everything's pouring into, thing, pouring into Ukraine. Heretofore, the entire mantra is that all NATO's out of bullets, all NATO's out of ammunition. The United States, I, I thought the mantra was we are pouring in so much weaponry into Ukraine because it's a proxy war between NATO, the West, and, and the United States and Russia, and we're going to fight until the last Ukrainian male dies. But the one thing that wasn't a problem is that we have, because every day it's another $400 million here, NATO has a meeting, they're having this, they commit to it. How do you possibly sit there and say that not enough weaponry, I realize on combined arms, tanks, armor, the F-16s, they're now copying the fact that it won't come to the fall at minimum to their train, but is it is the combined arms of the tanks and the aircraft for a, a real offensive, or is it just the ammunition, which I think most people in the United States will say, oh, my God, haven't we spent like $200 billion on this thing? Rebecca Coffer. Oh, we, we absolutely have. In fact, we have provided a promise to provide, um, like you said, $200 billion in uh, weaponry and as well as cash to, believe it or not, pay uh, for Ukrainian government uh, bureaucrats. Um, but... Uh, and we have actually depleted our own uh, arsenal of 155 uh, millimeter ammunition is, is just gone. We, we are not able to uh, produce enough for ourselves or even the Europeans are not able to provide. But the, in terms of the combined arms, what I was trying to say, uh, Steve, they don't have the capacity, the combat potential to mount a serious counteroffensive um, but what they are doing right now is a series of ground incursions as well as drone strikes deep into Russia to destabilize uh, Putin, to destabilize the Russians and to put the psychological pressure on the Russian population to withdraw support um, from Putin. The Ukrainians want to demonstrate that Russia is not going to be safe. And that is very dangerous uh, because it just plays into the narrative that Putin has created. Uh, he told the Russians that Russia is actually under assault. It's not Russia that's waging war on Ukraine. It's actually the entire West. The United States is waging this war. And Biden himself actually and the Pentagon uh, senior Pentagon officials have admitted that we want to bleed Russia out. So yes, this war 
is escalating every day because all of these small incursions and small um, uh, drone strikes, although they don't amount to much military value and if, uh, they won't achieve victory, but they will continue to destabilize uh, the Eurasian Peninsula. And that has very tremendous consequences. For example, just today, um, there was an explosion that destroyed a massive dam, the Kahovka Dam, a hydroelectrical uh, power plant, creating a massive flood. So that, uh, it is my intelligence assessment that the Russians are behind it. Uh, they wanted to disrupt the momentum of Ukrainians counteroffensive, and they wanted to block the Ukrainian forces uh, from um, entering the pathway that would give them the ability to sever the bridge between Russia and Crimea. That was the Russians' uh, major concern. And so what's happening right now, the Ukrainians cannot enter the Dnipro, uh, cross the Dnipro River. But the unspeakable consequences that could potentially emanate from this uh, explosion, from this destruction, is there's a nuclear plant, Zaporizhia, the largest plant in Europe. And all of the uh, reactors have been in the safe mode recently because they've been shelled by Ukrainians and by the Russians. And there was a danger of uh, nuclear radiation, uh, radiation leak, obviously. And so right now that area is being flooded. And even though these reactors right now are in the safe mode, they still require some water, you know, uh, uh, to cool. And so right now there's a possibility that there's a radiological, you know, hazmat situation brewing in that area that could affect Europe. And that is look, why look, this look, war look, is look, very dangerous. Hang on. This is what I want to get to about the metastasizing because you you said at the top the valor and the courage and the will to fight the ukrainian people and and that can't be questioned i mean one of the tragedies no. here and this is what our theory of the case has been from day one is that that they, they it, it, they're being used as a proxy and the west is going to fight until the last ukrainian male is dead on the battlefield but here's what's i think disturbing is that you've had a couple things happen in the last couple of days you've had these outright all-in and not just drone strikes, I mean sophisticated missile attacks on Kiev, on the capital, that are only stopped because of some combination of artificial intelligence and, the, and whatever Patriot battery system we've given them that still remains. So they're shelling the, uh, the or, or, you know, they're, they're hitting the capital. In addition, you have extraordinary efforts like this dam that, that's clearly been breached and is going to cause a, a lot of trouble. The, the attacks against the Ukrainian people that are outside the more traditional eastern uh, Donbass or Bakhmut, where we've seen these horrific battles so far, is starting to expand. And at the same time, you've got either partisan groups of this kind of border conflict or incursions into Russia from uh, from a certain um, certain elements. You've got the attack into Moscow. Now it's a couple of them with these drone strikes trying to get the civilians to talk about. And we now know from the Times of London, which we've had on now, Ben Harnwell twice from Rome, the Times of London is saying essentially that uh, there's a, a massive evidence 
that the blowing up of the pipeline, the German pipeline, was done by Ukrainian paramilitary or Ukrainian uh, as a covert operation of Ukrainian intelligence. What I don't think is being presented is that this thing is expanding in its, in its lethal nature, is expanding in its expansion of civilian casualties, uh, economic warfare. This is very close to spinning out of control. And uh, first off, do you agree with me on that? Do you think that this is now spinning out of control in every indice you can look at, either expansion into civilian territory, civilian casualties, economic warfare, even including into Western Europe, ma'am? Absolutely, 100%. It's a multi-domain warfare. Not only I agree with you, Steve, uh, back in the intelligence community, we wargamed this this particular conflict, right? And uh, as you know, I predicted it myself in my book, uh, Putin's Playbook. So every time we conducted a war game, right, and it was uh, the United States versus Russia, fighting over a post-Soviet state like Ukraine, exactly what we're in a proxy war. Every single time, the escalation gradually happened and into either the cyber Armageddon uh, type of situation, space Armageddon, because everything is conducted now through the satellites. Every aspect of uh, warfare is conducted through satellites. The Russians know it. And at some point they would attack, you know, either uh, U.S. satellites that are powering our communications or they would attack through cyber our, our grid to put pressure on us to withdraw support from the Ukrainians or all the way into the nuclear Armageddon. Um, it is not a coincidence that President Biden himself mentioned it to his donors uh, a few months ago. This is all serious, and now it's unraveling right in front of our eyes. Um, and as you mentioned, uh, these uh, types of incursions, you know, partisan warfare uh, or guerrilla warfare, as, as we call it, sabotage and even drone attacks on the Kremlin and on the Nord Stream pipeline. There's only so much that Putin can't take, right? And his mindset is something that I have spent a lot of time, you know, most of my intelligence career on his mindset, right? There comes a point when you cross that red line. And the problem with Putin is that he says it too many times, right? This is the red line, this is a red line, just like what he was talking about Ukraine. You know, uh, he was warning the US and Europe, do not uh, get them into NATO, do not try to, um, you know, place all these various, you know, milica military hardware in Ukraine. And, and nobody believes that we convince ourselves that, oh, he's bluffing. I heard it so many times from the Obama administration officials uh, when I briefed them, briefed the Pentagon, briefed the White House during Obama. And they, and they say, oh, no, Putin's not going to do that. And I'm like, seriously, he's not going to do that, but he's been saying he's going to do. And then nobody believes it. And then, boom, the invasion uh, of Ukraine. Right. And so with the same um, in the same manner. He's been talking about, remember, Russia is the world's greatest nuclear power, right? They trump even U.S. arsenal, nuclear arsenal, especially in tactical nukes. 
Russia holds a 10 to 1 military adv um, uh, advantage, right? Uh, we have 200, they have 2,000. Uh, President Trump tried to correct that situation, but uh, it didn't happen, right? So Putin has been warning, has been warning, has been warning, and nobody's listening. They're kind of taking it very, you know, cavalierly. And what I am concerned about is that what we played out in those war games back in the intelligence community is going to unravel in real life. And we are creeping up on the escalation <laughs> ladder steadily towards that catastrophic yes. situation. I want to go to two, uh, two things. I only got about four minutes. I got to get to you both. Number one, is the Kosovo-Serbian thing, Raheem says they're not connected. Uh, is there any connection at all? Because now when you got a hot zone in the Balkans, you add to a, a shooting war, a major shooting war in Ukraine that's expanding, only bad things will happen. Give, give me two minutes on Kosovo, Serbia. My intelligence analysis uh, suggests that there is a connection uh, between the Russia-Ukraine conflict and uh, the current uh, flare-up in Kosovo. How so? Well, first of all, uh, Kosovo, um, the, uh, there are clashes right now between ethnic Serbs that are the minority population and Albanians that are the majority and um, they are all over the government and, and the police and the flare-ups uh, are because of the uh, local elections where actually the Serbians won. When Serbia believes that Kosovo that gained independence after the collapse of uh, Yugoslavia and after NATO uh, bombed um, Yugoslavia, uh, Serbs actually believe that Kosovo is the birthplace of their nations. Uh, Serbia has never accepted the independence of Kosovo. And so, um, but the link between the two is this. Uh, Prigozhin, who is the head of the Wagner group, right? Putin's butcher is uh, his current uh, uh, nickname. Uh, recently put out a video where he stated that the Wagner Group is opening the second front. There are intelligence reports that are suggesting that Serbian militia uh, is joining forces with the Wagner Group fighters in order to conduct destabilization operations in Europe, specifically in Kosovo. And 30 NATO peacekeepers were injured as a result of these clashes. And so NATO is deploying extra 700 uh, troops or peacekeepers, why, why? right? Okay, but, but, but hang on, yeah. this, this is, gets to my point of the second one. The second one I was gonna say, if the, if the spring offensive fails, why is Russia doing this? Because then Russia is making the case of NATO that they are dangerous uh, and they've gotta be put down. Uh, if this is backed by the Wagner Group and backed by any money or arms from the Russian government, isn't that making the case of NATO the saying, hey, it's not it's just not Eastern Ukraine they're looking for. It's just not pr Crimea they're looking for. They're looking for all of Ukraine, and then they want to expand down into the Balkans. We got about uh, a minute, 90 seconds, ma'am. So what the Russians are trying to do, they want to demonstrate a strategic message to the Europeans that they're going to take this conflict outside of the immediate battlefield and the Europeans will not sleep well at night. That's what they are trying 
to demonstrate because they want the Europeans and the Americans to stop providing weaponry to Ukraine, and especially the F-16s. That is Putin's calculation, and he also wants to strain uh, U.S. resources, NATO resources, and to divert our attention. I know it doesn't fit the American mindset, but this is Putin's mindset. Yeah. He thinks differently. He doesn't Rebecca, think like an American. He thinks like a Russian. You, you've you nailed on your book real quickly. Got thirty seconds. How they get to your writing? How they get to the book? How they get to the mindset? I am on True Social, Getter, and Twitter at Rebecca0132. I also have launched just today my own conservative-leaning uh, newsletter uh, called Cut to the News. Please uh, go to cuttothenews.com and uh, subscribe. And every morning you will get your in your mailbox, in your email box rather, uh, your own unbiased uh, newsletter. As you said earlier, it's impossible, almost impossible to get uh, news anymore where you get a straightforward yeah. story. And uh, other than around War Room and a couple of other outfits. So I wanted to join the fight yeah. and to deliver real news Perfect. to Americans. Cut to the news.com. Thank you, Rebecca. I look forward to having you back on. We'll be back here at uh, 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. We'll talk more about day two of uh, D-Day tomorrow morning at 10. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in stream short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. 
You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, If you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 